Love at First Rally. Written by Matthew Day Gillett. I'll be honest, most riders of a certain generation think I'm mad for buying a 250cc motorcycle. As a fully licensed rider of something years, surely the perfect bike for me is going to be more in the range of an 800 to 1000cc than a pint-sized Honda. But the thing is, I can't think of any other bike I'd currently like to own. Okay, I'll admit, Yamaha's Tenere 700 would be a fantastic next bike once I decide it's time to retire the 250. And the CRE450L is also starting to look rather appealing. But with both costing a pretty penny and a service interval on the latter that would require it to be serviced nearly weekly if I got a real job and had to commute on it, for now they'll remain a bit of a fantasy. The bike I have, however, ticks many of my finicky boxes. I'm genuinely amazed it even exists. If the title hadn't given it away, the bike is a 2017 Honda CRF250L Rally I affectionately call Rosie. With a stated oil change interval of 12,000 kilometers and a reputation for rock-solid reliability, the CRF250L ticks all the boxes for servicing costs and with its 249cc single, which is happy to run on 91 octane, it's cheap to run as well. OK, 24 horsepower at the crank is not going to win any races, like the CRF450 rally-inspired aesthetic might suggest, but considering most of the time it's plodding away on State Highway 1 between Cambridge and Auckland, that's ample. Love at First Sight I first fell for the CRF250L rally when it was announced at the 2016 IPA Motor Show. It just looked amazing, with adventure riding being the aspect of motorcycling that drew me in. In the first place, the sound of Honda reliability in a cool looking entry level package really appealed to me. I then waited for the bike to make its way to New Zealand, and after what felt like an eternity, waited some more for one to arrive at Blue Wing Honda. Blue Wing Honda's press fleet finally arrived and I got the chance to swing a leg over the rally in a head-to-head -head test against the Kawasaki Versys X300. While you could argue the Kawasaki is in the same class, it is much more of a road-focused machine with its stiff short-stroke suspension and revy parallel twin engine, and it really showed that on a ride around the Coromandel. The fact that Kawasaki's ergonomics inflicted more pain on my body than the Honda only furthered my desire for the little rally, despite its 15 horsepower deficit. After playing around on the rally for a week or so, I felt myself falling utterly in love with it, while taking every gravel road I could find on my way home. I never thought I'd actually get a chance to play again until the 2017 Cold Kiwi Rally, when somehow the very same press bike found its way back to me for the trip. If there is any way to spend Father's Day weekend, it's at the Cold Kiwi Rally. Riding out with camping gear and a bag of kits strapped to the rally alongside Dad on his Tiger 1050 and a friend on a DL650 V-Strom, the little Honda really proved itself in the twisty stuff keeping up with the pace and proved that it's not all about how many cubes you're rocking. 
putting a further 1500 kilometers under the rally's wheels helped me bring more reality into the experience and sort of removed some of the rose tint from the goggles. While my initial assessment had the seat as not bad, after an extended stint in the saddle and the bike having more kilometres on it since my last ride, I started feeling like I was sitting on the subframe at times. Luckily the seat is long and flat, which means it's pretty easy to change position to try and get comfortable again. But there is always plenty of chances to stretch your legs because the 10.2 litre fuel tank, while bigger than the base CRF250L, means you're often feeling a little anxious about your fuel range. It was the range anxiety that really stung me however. If anything, because I felt like I was holding up the rest of the riding group with my constant need to stop for fuel. Realistic open road range sitting at 110 km per hour is 250 km before you really need to start sweating. Even with a more realistic experience under my belt, after returning the bike I swore that one day I would own one. As I said earlier, for what I want out of a bike it ticks so many of the boxes. It's frugal, reliable and cheap to register and insure compared to larger capacity bikes in the class. Reunited Fast forward two years and after far too long without a bike to call my own in the shed, I started to look around for a pre-loved example of the rally. I don't want a brand new bike for a couple of reasons. The first one being I'm a cheap ass, and any money saved on buying the bike could be spent on actually riding it. The second reason was that as a stay at home dad, I don't actually have that many opportunities to get out and ride. I also knew I wanted one with switchable ABS for the rear wheel. After a very scary incident on Auckland Southern Motorway, let's just say I like the idea of not locking up the front wheel amidst traffic. So after waiting a couple of years to get hold of a CRF250L rally, you could say I was thrilled when I stumbled across the very same bike I had ridden previously during a visit to Honda Hamilton. After a quick once over and test ride, it found its way into my garage permanently in late January 2019 as an early 30th present to myself. Yes, this bike has been rolled, bowled and possibly arseholed by every motor noter in the country, but the result is I'm not afraid to be rough with it if needs be. Modifications Sure the little rally may have a few drawbacks for someone of my size and experience out of the box, but for the tasks I want to be able to do, it's been remarkably well suited to my needs. During the first few months of ownership, I kept the bike as it rolled off the dealership floor. While the bike has a history as a press bike featuring in all of New Zealand's motorcycling publications and doing duties as a dealer demo unit before I got it, it still had life in the factory tyres and was up to date with servicing, so I didn't need to go pulling it apart. That said, after a couple of months, the need to start making Rosie the Rally mine began to nag at me and I hit the internet to find some parts and accessories to improve the bike and help tailor it to my needs. The very first modification was removing the pillion grab strap. While small, it made a huge difference in terms of rider comfort. With the navigation tower as part of the factory CRF250L rally experience, I figured I needed to mount something above the dash to help me keep track of where I am. The easiest way to do this was to put my mobile up there and have access to maps, apps, as well as my other phone functions. The quad lock is easy to mount your phone to and nice and secure. I'd never have to worry about it dropping off onto the road. 
it's a very handy and very simple modification. And with the availability of extras such as waterproof ponchos and phone-specific cases, it's a nice option if using your phone from your bike is of any importance to you. With the quad lock installed, I quickly found my phone was churning through its battery. The solution to this was easy, and I popped over to my local super cheap auto store in Cambridge and grabbed a simple 12 volt electrical charging system. The kit bolts to the battery terminals and clamps to the handlebar, and with two different outlets, there is plenty of scope to charge different devices on the go. In terms of function, the factory handguards aren't the best in terms of offering protection from much more than wind. They are flimsy and plastic, and in the event of a drop, are as likely to break the levers as anything else. I jumped online and hit up my local parts supplier, bitsforbikes.co.nz, and sourced a set of bark busters for the rally with jet-style plastics. Fitting the bark busters was pretty straightforward and the only special tool I needed was a hacksaw to chop off the end of the throttle roller so that the right hand bark buster could be fitted. Thankfully I haven't put the durability of the bark busters properly to the test other than a couple of stationary falls, but I'm happy with the knowledge that they are going to do a lot more than the factory units regardless. Perhaps the biggest change to the bike's fit out has been the move away from the factory fitted IRC tyres. With the reality of my riding currently being more on road than off, I was lucky enough to be put in touch with the New Zealand distributor of Avon and given a set of AV53, AV54 trail rider tyres in the factory CRF250L rally sizing, as you may have seen previously in Kiwi Rider magazine. As far as future modifications go, first up, I'll need to finally sort the suspension. The more I get used to the bike, the more I really want it harder, and the factory suspension really holds it back, particularly the rear end. I'd like to give the seat some attention, as it's getting to the point where I'm feeling a bit more sore than I want to after a commute to Auckland. While I could order something for overseas, I think I'm more likely to keep things local and pop over to Morrinsville and talk to DR Trim. To date, I've been making do with a 12 year old Oxford tank bag and a large backpack but after losing the tank bag while bombing along Kareatahi beach I need to find something that fits the small 10.2 litre tank a little better. The end goal is to have the bike set up so I can take it to larger adventure rides like the Krieger Dusty Butt or the Long Way Around and I'm sure as long as it continues to tick all my boxes it'll make for a thrifty little adventure machine down the track. This has been Love at First Rally, part of the Our Bike series for Kiwi Rider Podcast. Written by Matthew Day Gillett, performed and produced by Raymond Heron.